This afternoon I would like to start with a guided meditation where you sit in pairs and use your partner as uh, um, the object of your meditation. Um, where I would like to explore two of those uh, four healing feelings or healing attitudes which are four different flavors of uh, bodhicitta and with that they are uh, aspects of the practice of Tom Len and the first is uh, so the two we want will explore is uh, metta and karuna so metta is the Pali word for sometimes it's translated as loving kindness so I, I like to call it friendliness. So it, it is um, a heartfelt wish uh, for happiness for the other person. So it's, uh, it's wishing the other person to be well. And uh, it's something we all have. Um, and uh, karuna, translated as compassion, is um, the wish for the other person to be free of suffering, to be free of pain. So it is a sensitivity and openness to the pain of the other person and it's coming with a wish, may the other person find relief of that suffering. And in the practice of Tonglen, um, you find the quality of metta uh, in the outbreath, you know, in the giving, and the quality of karuna, the wanting the other person to be relieved of suffering in the in-breath, in the, in the taking. So, metta, kindness, friendliness, the giving, uh, karuna, compassion, the wish for relief, the wish, may you be free of this suffering, based on empathy, based on your sensitivity to the pain of other people. So, uh, metta, karuna. So, metta, the giving, warms, Kindness, friendliness, karuna, taking with the in-breath, with the wish, or may you be free of anxiety, sadness. So, for you in order not to fall asleep, uh, we, we will face each other. <laughs> so that will give the... Uh, uh, Necessary anxiety. <laughs> so I hope it uh, we can divide. Otherwise, there might be a group of three. Thank <laughs> you.
Not so. Everyone. That's good. So this might be a bit difficult for some of you. For some, it might not be difficult. Uh, but uh, uh, that's you know that's also an opportunity for just right now in the spot to, to learn to stay a bit with one's own discomfort. Yeah? And while we go along the different uh, instructions, maybe some of, some of them you might feel, oh, this is quite uncomfortable. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's good. And then after we can talk about it a bit, what happened. Um, First, we need to uh, find person A and person B, so you can follow the instruction. So, just make a decision, decision with A and with B. <laughs> One hour later. <laughs> okay, so let's start uh, by just sitting quietly. Uh, in front of each other, the eyes are closed or you gaze on the ground. And then just uh, appreciate or acknowledge how you feel in, the, in this somewhat changed setting. And with the in-breath, you welcome or you notice how you feel. And with the out-breath, you soften. you become aware of the presence of the person in front of you. Just notice how you feel without the need to change or to judge it. Just notice how it is. and nothing is excluded. Then I invite the person A to open his or her eyes and look at person B and person B keeps her eyes closed, 
notice what happens then if you look at a person or you are being looked at so you stay connected with the breath and your body just noticing how you feel Then to support a sense of connectedness, we reflect that the person you're looking at is a human being with feelings just like you. Just like me, this person I'm looking at, she has feelings. Just like me. And just like me, you struggle in life. Just like me, you want to be loved and respected and seen. And just like me, you have a soft spot in your heart. Sometimes, just like me, you are afraid to show it. You are a human being with feelings, just like me. And just like me, you know feelings of grief, being rejected, of being hurt, just like me. And person B, just notice what happens if you are regarded like that, seen like that. And Person A is feeling how it is to meet a person like this, to have the time to look at a person. And get a sense of the struggles and feelings of this person, which you might not even know. You might not know her name or his name. But you know that she wants to be loved and she wants to love. He wants to be happy. 
just like you. Then based on that common ground, that recognition, see if you can open to the soft spot in your heart and wish this other person to be well. And you could, if it makes sense to you, connect it a bit with the out-breath. May you feel safe. May you feel loved. Imagine that your heart opens like a flower, wishing the other person to be well, metta. May you feel safe. May you accept yourself as you are. May you appreciate how beautiful and unique you are. So per person A just Notice if they may be connected with the outbreath, there can be this sense of wishful well-being. May you be happy. Then we shift slightly into karuna, compassion. Or wishing the other person to be free of suffering. <coughs> May you be free of anxiety. And if it makes sense for you, you can connect it a bit with the in-breath. I know how it feels to feel alone and sad. I also feel often insecure. May you be free of that. I also know moments of despair, times of despair. May you be free of that. Maybe the, you can alternate for a few moments between the giving of matter with the out-breath. May you be happy. 
and the wish for freedom of pain with the in-breath. May you be free of suffering. May you be happy. May you feel safe. May you feel home. And how wonderful it would be if you would be free of anxiety. And then, person A, you also close your eyes again. And for a few moments, continue that connection. With the in-breath, Karuna, how wonderful it would be if you would be free of your struggles and metta with the out-breath. May you feel safe, May you feel loved. May you accept yourself as you are. Your heart opens like a flower. Breathing into the common ground of struggle and kindness, of being human, of sitting in the same boat. person B to open his or her eyes and look at person A. Yeah, if you need to shift your position then you do that so you don't feel uncomfortable. start with feeling how you feel, gazing at the other person and being gazed at. And you breathe into how you feel.
And then we again start with metta. We recognize, you recognize that the person you're looking at is a human being with feelings, just like you. Just like you, she or he wants to be loved and seen. Just like you, she wants to be happy. you can connect with the out-breath, the wish for well-being. May you feel safe. May you accept yourself as you are. like a flower. So with the out-breath, the metta, the friendliness, the wish for the other person to be happy, to feel well, to feel safe. slightly into the karuna, the compassion. So with the in-breath, recognizing the suffering, just like me you struggle, just like me you know despair and grief. Just like me, you have been wounded in life, disappointed, hurt. And I can see that in your face, I can see that in your body, in the same way you can see it in me. It's not a secret. Our suffering, our struggle is not a secret. It's obvious. If you look, if you feel. 
So if it makes sense, and in a light way, with the in-breath, may you be free of these struggles. then you can alternate a bit with the out-breath, the giving of matter, the heart opens like a flower, may you feel happy with the in-breath, wishing that person to be free of suffering, of reactivity, of fear, wishing that person to be free of the causes for suffering, confusion and ignorance. you to close your eyes and you stay connected in that common ground breathing into like a flower and connecting in that timeless space of common and shared human existence. which you not only share with this person in front of you, but with everyone here in this room. So with the in-breath, befriending and touching and holding that, which we often afraid of or what we reject and with the out-breath giving love, healing, relief, kindness Appreciating how we are doing it together in this moment. That every one of us knows pain and knows the love 
which is needed to heal that pain. breath, we appreciate the pain, we acknowledge the pain, and with the out-breath we acknowledge the love. Which heals the pain. And then I invite you to open your eyes. Just look shortly at each other. And when you have uh, five minutes uh, to, a bit longer than five minutes, to share how this was for you. Uh, difficulties. Um, I don't know the, the English language, but I felt like a little by uh, a little like um, I heard Lua somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, yeah. I'm not allowed to look, but the more yeah. I looked, yeah. <laughs> the more uh, friendly I got with the the face, and yeah. uh, I could I, uh-huh. a human being, yeah. oh so nice. So I felt yeah. like reaching over and taking a hand and mm-hmm. so, uh, but uh, I had to cross some yes. lines. Yeah. <laughs> in the beginning it felt yeah. intruding. Intruding, yeah. 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 And it was much easier to be looked at uh-huh. than looking in. Yeah, mm. okay. Can I do this? And Oh no, yeah. don't look there, don't look there. <laughs> <laughs> look there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, now but then you notice uh, once you got over it, mm-hmm. you, it, you you actually enjoy to have the possibility to look I at someone. It, yes, and mm. I got to think, uh, I have adopted my child, so I yeah. didn't know him in any way before I had him. Yeah. And I spent two days just looking and sniffing. Yeah. And then uh-huh. <laughs> when we had this exercise, I uh, got to think that uh, it's very important if you want to get very close yeah. all your senses, you must be very open for it. Yeah. Um, I mm. think it's somehow a little like it. Yeah. The way I felt then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And and being looked at was not difficult for you. You <laughs> didn't feel oh how's my hair? <laughs> 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 I thought, what is she looking at? <laughs> but uh, uh, I, it was easier to get over than looking in, I think. Yeah. Looking at you. Okay. <laughs> Maybe you had already established a, a connection by looking at, so that you, it was not difficult anymore Maybe. to yeah. be looked at. Maybe. Mm. Yeah. Mm. 
Any other? Yeah. I think it was more difficult to be looked at. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. For I'm you, it was very uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Was so you? I know a lot of yeah. yeah. Were you the first? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yes. I thought we found something funny. Both of us mm -hmm. felt it much easier that. Um, was much, uh, we were much enjoying giving, yeah. but receiving was like, nothing yeah. really, but giving was yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. what uh -huh. is this now? <laughs> yeah. That's a bit interesting. Yeah. The, the receiving was not so, no. Didn't do so much. Yeah, for you it was even, even difficult mm -hmm. be, to be looked at. Mm. Mm. But we mm. also know we were a bit disturbed by the children. So we yeah. also talk about what, how did this did to yes. us feeling both being the oh feeling the responsibility that should be quiet here and it's not what we do. And yeah. <laughs> so we were also sharing this, and it was also yeah. really nice. Yeah, yeah that's right. Right, you both said we are probably mm. the ones who were most disturbed. By yeah, them. probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because everyone was just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, but that's ex yeah, that's yeah. something you could uh, you you knew that it was happening for both of you. Yeah, it was really mm. on the spot. And that was how that how did that feel? When when I sort of connected with Cicely, is probably feeling the same as yeah. well. Yeah, she is. Uh -huh. She's sitting wondering, should we be doing something? How yes. can we handle this problem? Should we just leave it? Yeah. I just felt nice that we were sharing this. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah like she also suffered like I do, yeah. you know. Yes. It's, it was really, I mean, that was nice. Yeah. yeah. It made it a bit easier to, yeah. to cope we, with it. Yeah, we, we, she's, she suffers like me. We, we are together in this. Yeah. There's something very amazing in that mm -hmm. not to be alone mm -hmm. Mm. Mm. you know exactly how she felt <laughs> 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 because it was happening in you yeah? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Uh. Mm. how was it as a couple yeah I was just going to share that um, mm. It, it was a. Uh, I, actually, I would invite everyone to try and do this with uh, with your partner <laughs> when you come home. Yeah. Um, well, for me, anyway, it was very. <laughs> it was a. Uh, it was incredibly intimate. Yeah. And at the same time, it was a bit awkward in the beginning because it's like, okay, I, I, I mean, I thought I was about to laugh when I sat there and Nick started looking at me, and mm. I was like, okay, this is a bit awkward. But then again, we know each other really well. But what I. So that wore off easily. But what I've found really uh, strong about this is that where sometimes I feel that loving kindness or tongue can be theoretical. Mm -hmm. The thing about sitting to someone you know so well <laughs> and you get into your roles anyhow, so, so sitting there and all of a sudden all of those biases that I normally have, they were gone. Mm -hmm. So it was really like this, like this openness, um, which was really beautiful. Mm. Um, also a bit of vulnerable in a way. I don't mm. know, <laughs> but it was uh, it was very very strong. Mm. But in a very relaxed way. So yeah, it's very peaceful. Yeah. Like yeah. it's no harm done. Just sitting there and relax. You know the person quite well. So it's yes. Yeah. Just, 
there was no discomfort like no. for the other people yeah, yeah. no exactly yeah. but somehow uh, something deepening or maybe yeah. something which does not happen in daily life where you don't take the time to <laughs> exactly. to just be with yeah. each other in, in quietly yeah yeah and also uh, looking at the other person with first yeah with that so that was, yeah. was this really sort of yeah. um yeah where you i don't know just a complete different connection or a very profound connection mm. Mm. with a more like a beginner's mind so really uh, mm -hmm. we should do it more <laughs> bring this in as, <laughs> i think it's good yes yeah, yeah. It's very nice mm. yeah Mm. Are you related with each other? Yeah. You're a mom. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> it's very special. Yeah. We yeah. started, we were looking for someone else to couple with. Yeah. But uh, it, uh, it became each other. And it mm. was fantastic experience yeah. to have with my daughter. Okay, how was so, it? The first, I, I was person A. Mm. She chose uh, A yeah. and B. And I thought, okay, looking at her and wish her all the best and uh, yeah. releasing her from pain. I think, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm doing that quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, 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 yeah. 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 But, but uh, it, it yeah. was a, a great experience, that it also, she's a grown-up, uh, and, and, and experience her as a, a, a person, a human being, and not only my daughter. Right, that, that was a difference. Yeah, that was a bit different, because it yeah. became... Yeah. A very it beautiful was, experience. She was, is so your daughter, but also she's also a person. person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a separate person. <laughs> to give or yeah. that was a very nice feeling because I think as a child even though I'm 33 <laughs> yeah. I'm still kind of on re the receiving end yeah. so that yes. I got to to give and just sit there and wish her well and yeah. have her mm -hmm. uh, be calm in that also mm -hmm. that was very nice mm -hmm. yeah. uh, I felt it as an impact when, when yeah. you did it yeah, yeah. It's so beautiful what, yeah. how was that and it's so beautiful yeah uh, you 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 maybe you also felt in that moment yeah i'm her mother but also she can see me as a person yes yes yeah, yeah. I, i didn't have any words but no, now yeah. you're saying it yes. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah it's yeah. It's me. It's good. So it's also uh, it's good to actually do it do it uh, with people you know, mm -hmm. as you can see. It's yes. like uh, uh, yeah. any other surprise, challenge. Yeah, so maybe some of you know the meta practice. Uh, do maybe do it um, so you can see how uh, how you can combine a bit the practice of meta and karuna with uh, with the practice of tongmen.
you can do this, uh, what we now did, um, also with the person who is not present, by imagining that person. And you can do it with uh, people who are close to you, but you can also do it with uh, you know, so-called strangers or people you don't feel connected with. And you can also do it uh, with people who you have difficulties with. So if you would do this, this reflection uh, with a person you really reject or who is difficult, who, who you judge or you have a very difficult relationship with, that could be a, a way to, uh, to look through your projections a bit and, and see a different dimension, a dif different level. And it happens that when you internally change something, even if the person is not present, then if you meet the person the next time, that something has changed because you have done some work uh, on that relationship inside of you. It's not necessary like this, but sometimes uh, that happens. Yes, also the person you don't like uh, is a human being with feelings and she wants to be happy and uh, wants to avoid her pain just like you so that's that's common also with the people we don't like yes so when When we practice uh, Tonglen uh, like this, one thing we do is um, with with the practice of Tonglen is something which you could call that we commit to our difficult feelings. So we commit to our difficult feelings. So, what do I mean with that? I would like to read something from um, from a, a psychotherapist and Buddhist practitioner. His name is Bruce Tift. And he says, and he uses the feeling of anxiety, anxiousness, as an, uh, as an example. But we could also use other difficult feelings. But I think we could all agree that anxiousness, anxiety is one of the most difficult places to explore and be with and where we definitely feel I don't want to be there. It's like just you know, the fear of the fear, the fear of the anxiety is really so instinctual and it seems to be almost, I mean, it seems to be crazy to uh, to consider to turn around and face the fear and do the things we are afraid of and and touch that place of anxiety and uh, you know most of our addictions is about avoiding anxiety and the amount of uh, uh, sedation uh, with medication and other drugs has a lot to do with uh, our our inability to uh, to be with anxiety, and it's it's so much part of our nervous system. I mean, it's like it's so 
it's so close to uh, what it means to be human to experience anxiety. It's really part of the package. So he says, when I say committing to our anxiety, I mean doing the difficult work. Difficult because it goes against both our biology and our cultural conditioning. Yeah? So the difficult work. So here Tonglen, the difficult work because it's, it's really counter-instinctual. And it's also, we live in an in a, in a emotion-phobic culture. So in our upbringing, in our education, we actually we don't get any tools or we don't cultivate any curiosity towards difficult feelings. We, we, we are into avoiding difficult feelings and escaping difficult feelings. So, and committing to our anxiety is to do the difficult work, for example, through the practice of Tonglen, of training ourselves not to try to escape our anxious feelings. Not to try to escape our anxious feelings. Uh, so in the practice of Tonglen, uh, Tonglen is, of course, that's exactly that counter-instinctual move towards anxious feelings in ourselves and in others. Because we, our culture is anxious. I mean, this is pervaded by anxiety. Orbor is pervaded by anxiety. Individually, uh, collectively. And uh, Committing to that anxiety um, is uh, to take upon this commitment uh, to stop to escape our anxious feelings. It even means, now he goes even a bit further, so not only running away, and not only to stop to run away, yeah, but to learn to appreciate them explore them, feel them, to appreciate them, explore them, feel them, yeah? to become curious, to appreciate. So that's like the, the vipassana part, the insight meditation part, where you become curious. Oh, what is it? What is that energy? Why is it so difficult to be with it? Uh, does it really hurt me? Is it dangerous? This feeling, you know, this burning in the stomach or in a solar plexus. Why? What is it without, without words? How do I know that it is anxiety? Maybe it's bliss. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, so I'm asking this question not uh, no kind of to bring us into our head, but these are questions of uh, which invite us to be curious about the energy of anxiety or grief or uh, uh, a cut in the heart or uh, something um, uh, to 
you know, to to, to dare to to dare to start to be curious about difficult feelings. Now again, of course, I already said before we do this difficult work, we connect with our resources. Yeah, so it's not like um, no. If we if we do this difficult work without connect without connection with our resources, we just re-traumatize ourselves, and it gets worse. So uh, we so we commit, and that's the direction and the practice of Tonglen. But we do it slowly, step by step, in our own pace. We're leaning back into the resource, taking the hand of the guru, taking the hand of the therapist or whatever, and then, and then approaching and being curious about the difficult feelings. So to explore them, to feel them, um, and to see for ourselves whether they are as much of a problem as we think they will be. Yeah? To see for ourselves uh, if they are actually that big as a problem um, and as we believe, as we think. Because as a, you know, as a child, we, we learned that anger is a really dangerous feeling. And this family, anger does not exist. So we don't have any familiarity with anger. We don't know anger. We are afraid of it. We disconnected from anger. Uh, so now, in the practice of Tonglen, you, uh, you, you are encouraged to, uh, uh, to explore. Is it really so dangerous? Is it dangerous to feel alone? Is it dangerous to, to grieve? Is it really? Yes, we live in a grief-phobic culture, and we're supposed to get over it within three months, otherwise we are called depressed. But is it like that? Why is it so difficult to grieve? Now, not no think, 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 but uh, as a question, uh, like as something. Okay, you know, isn't it also something beautiful? I mean, grief and love are twins; they always come together. What's the, what's the problem with grief? Isn't that beautiful? It's like movement, it's life, it's tears, it's, 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 a, it's the bridge, uh, it's a bridge to that what you lost. Grief is a bridge to what you lost. It is love, it is like a, the other coin of love. Um, with anxiety, Particularly as a, uh, as a practitioner, um, it's really crucial to start to explore and become familiar and befriend anxiety. Because uh, in the process of letting go of the mini-self, of the mini-me, letting go of the self-centered approach to life, of the sense of separateness, we have to, to, uh, we have to confront anxiety. 
So the no the awakening, the this shift from the mini me to the big me or to the to the deep dimension of your being is a process of dying. Uh, know that what you believe to be and that what we are identified and attached to that when we let that go we will respond with fear and then if you if you have not uh, uh, cultivated a certain space for fear uh, you will miss your enlightenment because you're going to be afraid so I'm saying that to kind of uh, to give one reason for uh, making this uh, move um, of uh, learning to contain anxiety in a in a in a in a friendly and in a kind way. So, if anxiety is not a problem and we understand that it is actually an essential part of our path of waking up, so that's what he means, what I just said. It's an essential part of our path of waking up. It's an essential par part of uh, being able to uh, open to the process of dying. In, in, in the dying at the end of, uh, of our life, in this, in this life, but also the dying of the, uh, the identification with, uh, with the ego, with the, with the I. We might to practice this attitude of commitment, he says. I'm ready to feel anxious at any second. <laughs> and you're going to feel anxious. I, okay, I'm not saying, I'm saying it to myself. So I'm, I, I'm saying so. So what I say to myself, I'm going to be anxious every day for the rest of this life, for sure. I haven't had any, any, any single day so far, and I'm 52. I haven't had any single day without anxiety, without anxiousness. I haven't. And I'm not going to have any in this life. So I take the commitment on myself to work with the energy with the energy of anxiety for the rest of my life. Because it's going to happen anyway. It's not that I try to be anxious or something. I'm just saying this is how it is. And since it is like that, why should I make a problem out of it? It's like it's like that would be a no a flame, you know. Uh, feeling I shouldn't be hot and it's a problem that I'm hot. 
and how can I, how can I ex es escape hotness? Yeah, uh, it's in the nature of the flame to be hot, and it is the nature of being in this body and being a human to be afraid, to experience anxiety, and. I'm not sure if there's I, I, I'm not sure if there's any human being on this planet who is free of anxiety. I, I, I assume that it's not the case. Even the Dalai Lama is afraid to give talks and experience anxiety. Oh shit, why I'm doing this. <laughs> he's experiencing that. And he's probably one of the most I don't know, evolved person uh, on this uh, on this planet. There's of course people who try to sell, you know, the free steps of being free of fear or something. Um, yeah, you have to try it maybe a few years more. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you can you can try one of these pro uh, programs and and uh, yeah. But I gave up on it, <laughs> and I I must admit I was hoping uh, I could uh, you no know, I could kind of sneak out of this, uh, you know, by meditating my way out of it, until I I discovered that actually. It's a crucial. Uh, it is a crucial part of the practice of meditation. It's going to happen, because in meditation you, you, uh, you, you, you explore areas in your experience which are new, which are unknown. And 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 then and then you will get afraid. There there will be fear. There, there will be fear of the unknown. And then if in that moment, if there's fear of, of the unknown, if that would keep me away from looking and from being in that place, then I couldn't develop as a meditator, then I couldn't develop as a person. There will be always, you know, when you try something new, like you, let's say, you stop an addictive behavior, and so you stop that. There will be fear of that. I mean, of the unknown. What happens then? What? What? Yeah. So. So it's uh, yeah. So I try to advertise anxiety a bit. <laughs> and then he says, part of this commitment is, I give up my fantasy of a life free of anxiety. I give up my fantasy of life. Free of anxiety. Uh, ah, this is such a relief. Uh, and this is what you know. The, the, the first thing of uh, the first thing the Buddha taught after enlightenment was: you know, life, life is difficult. Life is, uh, life is experiencing. There will be anxiety on and off. So I'm not saying that there is. I mean, of course, we need to do something. If um, if anxiety is uh, really like ruling our life and it's making our life smaller and smaller and smaller because we get more and more afraid of doing things, yeah. So then we need to do something. Uh, 
but that does not mean that the aim is to be free of the anxiety. What the aim is, is to be free of the anxiety around anxiety. And then your anxiety will not prevent you to do what is necessary to do. Because you feel kind of comfortable with it. That's maybe too much. To, to, you, you, are, you are more able to tolerate it. Same with grief. No, same with anger. Same with your favorite negative emotions, as if there's negative emotions around. Yeah, then uh, we have a break now, just uh, the, the two uh, other, uh, Mudita, that is joy, and Upeka is um, equanimity. So that is um, the, uh, no, on f f Friday, yeah, yesterday, yesterday evening. I, uh, I introduced you to the practice of Tonglen in a good situation. So in a situation where, you, where there's pleasure, where there's joy, with, where there's uh, relief. And uh, so the practice in a moment like that is, may others experience the same. So you, you, you have a moment of... Uh, in nature, a beautiful moment in nature, and you you send that out. May other people experience this. Yeah. So that's that's one aspect of the practice of connecting with joy. Um, an important part of that uh, connecting up with the practice of joy is to enjoy, to rejoice, it's, is the word, to, uh, to be happy when other people are happy. To, to rejoice in the happiness of other people. Uh, and to, to, uh, to make that, uh, you know, to make that, to make that a practice or, yeah, to cultivate that. Yeah? So it, you know, in the in the work with the, our sensitivity to pain, you know, this capacity we have of empathy. It's so important, as I said uh, in the beginning, to also in our practice and in our life to emphasize the filling up practices. 
Yeah, so with gratitude, with joy, with seeing the good things in life. Don't watch the news. Uh, watch the the good news. Yeah? <laughs> ah, they are every. Even you could you could uh, uh, switch uh, from the because in the news there's really only the catastrophe, but in the difficult things there's always good things happening at the same moment. But they don't say it. I mean, sometimes uh, they tell about the the helpers and you know the people who go there and help and save and yeah. So some yeah, sometimes you get it. So actually, if you would kind of maybe measure the amount of difficulties and then how much goodness is. Uh, triggered by that difficulty, yeah. So that that's what I mean. How how we need to balance. How we need to balance it out. Otherwise, it becomes toxic. If we only, if we only um, uh, cultivate the our, if we only cultivate the empathy for suffering, the sensitivity for pain. Then that becomes toxic. Toxic. It, it needs to be balanced. Yeah, so, and, and the joy, the practice of joy, is a part of that. Filling up yourself. Then, interesting to observe. You know, kind of obstacles to do that. Like, oh, who am I to take care of myself? I, and I'm not worth it. Or I need to practice, and I need to take all the pain on myself. And and there's so much pain in the world. How, how can I enjoy this day? Uh, so it's it's interesting to observe that there is obstacles in us to to really pay attention pay attention to that which is which is good. Like I said, I mean we are living in a in a society which is probably the most uh, the most um, human society on this planet. In Scandinavia, and uh, it's good uh, to to appreciate that and, and to to rejoice in that and and to be proud of that and to feel yeah I I, I think this is worth to uh, be supported and of course improved. Um, Yeah, so the uh, the uh, the mudita. Um, then uh, upeka, so equanimity. This is also so important when we when we uh, work with metta and karuna, you know, with the, our sensitivity to pain, our empathy, and our wish to relieve suffering. It is so important for this uh, not to become toxic. Overwhelming, that we cult- that we cultivate a sense of mm, balance, a sense of spaciousness. That we we cultivate a sense that there is something bigger within you which can contain the ups and downs of life. You are not being swept away. And that is something you, 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 we all have 
No, as you know, from sometimes you have days where you can be within the challenges of your working life, for example, because you're stable, you're grounded, you have more equanimity, because maybe you had a good weekend or your relationship is going well and you have eaten well and you have slept well, slept well and you have done you, you have done some fun things the day before so uh, you you enter your working day just in a in a more uh, in a more upika way yeah and so that means that you uh, that you um, that you asked still uh, so there is the matter in karuna uh, but you are not uh, thrown out of balance by it and uh, to explore this uh, stability and this is uh, really a a gift of meditation oh it's like the posture like that's the that's the posture okay I'm, i'm sitting here I'm, I'm grounded, I'm rooted, uh, and I can, I can acknowledge, I can recognize, I can notice whatever arises and comes and goes. So the, the strength of uh, Upeka comes from the recognition of impermanence, the non-static a flowing, changing nature of all experiences, that they are not as solid, as concrete, as real, and as permanent and lasting as they seem to be. And then, on a more deeper level, uh, it comes to the insight into into reality, you know, into how things exist, how you exist, how how that what you perceive exists. So we will talk about this uh, tomorrow. So these are the four uh, healing feelings or attitudes, uh, which are, of course, you can't, it's sometimes it feels a bit artificial to, to separate them. Like, what's the difference between metta and karuna? Yeah, so it kind of, we have a sense it's you know it's a bit the same, yeah. Uh, but um, maybe it's helpful to to uh, uh, to appreciate how the quality of the awakened heart has different flavors and different aspects and different facets. It's it's, it's something quite. Uh, quite complex, which we, like a puzzle, which we put together with many different things. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the, maybe one last thing I, I wrote, uh, discrimination. Um, So, uh, that refers uh, to um, no, our sensitivity um, it's this inborn sensitivity for the pain of others which is particularly strong uh, 
in the in the in the case of anxiety. So we, we really pick up uh, the anxiety of other people. So and this combination here means to cultivate the capacity to distinguish between what is your own feeling and what is the feeling of the other. So it, so it's it's like um, to get to know. And that's what you do in your training as a psychotherapist. You get to know your feelings uh, that you can distinguish. You, you feel the feelings of your client or of the person, but you know it's not your own feeling. It's not like 100%, but you, you, you get a sense. And then, so to, to, uh, to increase that self-awareness and to be able to uh, distinguish between this is your feelings and this is my feelings. This is this person and this is this person. I'm not you. And uh, because otherwise you will get completely sucked in. So if someone is afraid uh, in a certain situation, then you might get completely overwhelmed by that fear. Am I communicating? Mm. Yeah. This is so difficult with your children. I mean, I don't have children, but uh, I, uh, I know how, you know, there, there is this... Um, no, someone told me, you can be only so happy in your life uh, as, your, as your unhappiest children is happy or something like that, yeah? So it's, it's I, I, I mean, this is really something to explore, how to, yeah, I don't have any answer to that, but I, I to, 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 What's the difference between empathy and resonating with the feelings of the other person, but still to distinguish between my feelings and your feelings? And to appreciate, like, uh, um, you know, for, for example, with anxiety, when, when your partner experiences anxiety, it's just the most normal thing that you also freak out. <laughs> right? It's so difficult to, to get out of that space and to, and to feel. To, I mean, you could say, okay, this is your, this is your fear, but it's, we are so... No, we are so so much connected with each other and so much group animals that it's just uh, and then then two people freak out <laughs> so that's that's uh, yeah so in that moment if you are able to uh, take care of your own fear because you have trained yourself because you are committed to your anxiety yeah so you take care of your part 
that's of course a wonderful gift to that person who is uh, afraid. You know, that you are the one who is uh, still being able to keep some groundedness in, in that situation, some, some space. Sometimes you not even know. I mean, you, you kind of you 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 are with a person. You talk with a person, and then you feel sadness. You feel just sad, and then you might wonder. It's like, hmm, is that maybe do do I pick something up here? So we, so, and you might say something or not. Yeah, but it's like. And then if you, know, if you know yourself very well and you have been with your feelings, then, then, you, can be, then you can be more sure. Ah, no, it must be something... Maybe, of course, the other person maybe says, yeah, I'm okay, I'm well, but uh, you know, maybe, maybe you are aware of something that this person tries to hide or is not aware herself. Yeah. And then you can... If it's appropriate, one can address that. We are amazing animals. <laughs> really group animals, social animals. Through our evolution, and it was, you know, for us as a, as a race, it, it, it's like that, that empathy that made us survive, that made, made us thrive on this planet. That's why it was so de it developed and supported and we became, uh, we became expert in, in, that, uh, in that capacity of uh, connectedness, of looking after each other. Because it, yeah, it, it made the groups who helped each other survive. So now we have to bring that into the big human family. So from the ethnocentric care to the world care. Yeah. Okay, so let's have a break. <laughs> <laughs>